Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, I'm talking about last week's earnings call, a date for the Model X design studio launch, hacking the Model S, our possible first tease of what the Model 3 might look like, and more. Let's go. Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the unofficial Tesla Motors podcast, episode number two for August 9th, 2015. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. If you happen to join me for the first episode last week, I thank you very much for giving it a chance. Again, there really aren't any Tesla podcasts on the internet. I've had the burning passion for a long, long time, and I do a good bit of podcasting in my day job. So I thought, what the heck? Let me, uh, let's fire up. There's enough Tesla news going on on a regular basis. I think I can make a weekly show out of this. So I want to thank everybody for all the great feedback about the first episode. The show is going to evolve as I figure out exactly what I want it to be, but uh, I think I'm off. we're off to a pretty good start. We're just here to have fun, uh, go over Tesla news every week, analysis, some discussion. And uh, something I mentioned last week, I'd mentioned that I've reviewed both the P85 two years ago and the P85D just last month. If you'd like to see those reviews, I'm going to start putting hyperlinks to some of the uh, more pertinent things I'm talking about in the show description each week. So be sure to check the, uh, the show description this week for a link to my P85. It'll actually be a link to the P85D review, which itself has a link to the P85D, excuse me, the P85 review in the top of that. So we'll get right to it. There is plenty more of this. Like I said, I, I uh, seem to have stumbled on a pretty good time to start a Tesla podcast because uh, there is a lot happening lately. Uh, we'll go over earnings, we'll go over uh, Model 3 possible tees, all kinds of stuff coming up right after this. Let's go through the week's Tesla news. We start with the earnings call for the second quarter 2015, which happened this past week. A lot of news came out of that. Uh, first up, the Model X again. That is the first question on everyone's mind at this point, whether they be an investor, whether they be a Tesla fan, whether they, of course, be a Model X reservation holder. Some folks have been on the list for three years or more now is, is Model X on time? Is it delayed again? Throughout uh, 2015, Elon continually, every time he has asked, has said, nope, quarter three, we're on track, we're on track, we're on track. He reiterated again that the first deliveries for Model X are on track for the end of September. Uh, he dropped one little, one little tiny new nugget of info, too, that should actually get the, uh, make it a little harder to sleep at night for Model X reservation holders, something else to think about. Elon said that the design studio will go online. We don't know whether that's for founders only, for signature model holders, or uh, whether that will be accessible to everyone. Uh, but that is going to go up in two to three weeks, meaning, uh, of course, this is Tesla time. This is Elon time. Elon Musk and Tesla have been amazing at so many things, but the one thing they're consistently never good at is time, <laughs> is getting things out when they say they're, they're gonna get out. Uh, but he did say, Two to three weeks, meaning by the end of August, by the end of the month, that design studio should be online. Again, we, I don't know whether or not that's going to be for everyone or just some of those early founders models. But uh, uh, we already know that every Model X is dual motor. So that eliminates one option choice. So let's figure out, 
let's figure out what's probably going to happen uh, as far as what what options you'll probably guess. Remember, with model when Model S launched, there were not a lot of options. You had parcel shelf, you had rear-facing seats, you had your, of course, exterior color choice, your uh, technically four interior color choices because of the white uh, interior option that was made available for signature holders only. In fact, now that I think about it, I've actually never seen the white interior on a signature in person. Does anybody out there have it? I'd love to see some pictures. I, I did Google pictures and it looks nice in the pictures, but uh, I, I've not actually seen it in person. I wonder if they'll offer it again for the signature Model X. Of course, the prototype uh, that's been shown at the Detroit Auto Show has white, uh, has sort of a two-tone, a half white, half black interior, but you, know, you figure we'll probably get the same three uh, color choices for the interior that S has now, which is of course tan, black, and gray, and then probably I would think they'll offer the white interior for founders and signatures. Uh, third row we know is that's an option, so we know that will that's confirmed. We know that will be one of the options. The wheel size, you figure 19 and 21 inch. We've already seen the mules running around with 21 inch uh, turbine wheels as well as uh, 19s as well. You figure the headliner color choice, black or white as it is with the S. Uh, and I wonder if they're gonna offer the S's next-gen seats for the front two seats or not. Or if they're gonna create their own, either will create their own custom seat later or already have one coming for the fronts. Because, you know, with since ludicrous mode will be available on the Model X, you'd think you'd wanna have that next generation seat option to help keep you in the chair as you, as you take a corner. I've been in, uh, the, the P85D that I reviewed for IGN had the next gen seats in it, and oh my goodness, it is, that is the nicest car chair I've ever been in. Granted, I haven't been in uh, a ton of them over the years, and certainly not, not a ton of high-end ones. I'm a man of uh, modest means, but the, uh, the next gen seat on the Model S is just it is spectacular it is i mean i think the the standard model s seat is nice but boy the next gen seat is a step up so uh we're going to keep an eye out that we'll definitely be talking about that uh on the show as soon as as soon as i'm sure even if it is private unless you have to sign an nda word is going to get out about that design studio and what's in it so very curious about that elsewhere in the earnings call uh speaking of model x Elon teased the second row seats as something special, yet again saying, quote, our biggest challenges are with the second row seat. It's an amazing seat, a sculptural work of art, but a very tricky thing to get right. What in the world does he mean by this? He has teased the seats. He has teased the second row, or he's teased something special about the seats and about uh, un unrevealed features about the X for some time. I think I mentioned it on episode one last week that you know what, some of the speculation is that maybe they're sort of captain's chairs that, that swivel themselves to you to present themselves when you're getting in or out of the, uh, the Falcon wing doors. So we'll see about that. But the, uh, that is definitely going to be a point of focus on Model X is to see what the deal is with this, uh, with this second row seating. Also, Elon mentioned that the, remember the, remember the world-class paint shop that Elon mentioned a while back that will be one of the most advanced in the world? Well, it's just about ready. They're going to fire it up this month for Model X. Uh, they're going to start with X, and then when they have the kinks worked out with the limited production 
uh, of the X at first, they'll move the Model S over to the new paint shop as well. So that naturally leads us to wonder about color choices. Uh, you would think that the X, uh, well, will the X have its own color choices that are distinct from the S? Because uh, you would think so on the surface, but then again, Tesla has really been all about efficiencies. They've, they've reduced options in the car, uh, in the S over time, uh, with, with the ex explained reason, the reason given being that they're trying to streamline uh, manufacturing and create efficiencies. So I do wonder if there will be Model X colors, paint colors that are not available on the S and vice versa, but uh, look for, look for uh, the, the X to be the first, the, at least those first few Model X to be uh, the first recipients of, of those, that new world-class paint job. A beta is coming very, very soon, apparently towards the end of the month for the parallel parking and a hands-free highway autopilot features. You know, I mentioned just a few minutes ago about how Tesla is very good at many things, but not very good at time and at keeping, keeping uh, dates and promises with regard to time. Uh, this is one thing where, of course, autopilot was announced in October of last year at the P85D event. It is now, it is August now, and we still do not have that feature, but it looks like it is getting ever closer. Elon has said a few times now that faded stripes on the pavement, uh, faded lane markings are a big thing of what's sort of, what's holding up, what's still fooling the software that they're still working on. So uh, at least that's going to be an over-the-air update that'll apply to everyone with a, with a fall 2015 or, excuse me, fall 2014 or later build Model S or obviously Model X. Then the big news, or at least the big news for analysts that sent the stock price tumbling a bit, which I don't get because it, it, it barely revised it at all. But the fact that we've, the it's bad news, we're revising the deliveries down for the year to 50 to 55,000 for 2015. That's gonna be S and X combined. Uh, that's, you know, I, I don't, I, that's fine. Let the let the Wall Street guys have their say. In, in time, I mean, it's, that that is not terrible news. If suddenly it was gonna be, you know, we can't produce any Model Xs until 2016, then you, you'd have a lot of uh, more upset customers and, and analysts and investors and all those folks, but, this is a very slight revision. I'm not too worried about it. And on that, uh, quote, looking ahead to next year, we are highly confident of a steady state production and demand of 1,600 to 1,800 vehicles per week combined for Model X, Model S and Model X. Well, I, sure. I mean, that sounds perfectly plausible. They've already got a huge waiting list to plow through for Model X. Huge list. I mean, it's well over, it's 10, 20,000 as the best estimates, upwards of 20K at this point. And if the S continues to have the demand that it has, they should hit that number easily. They're, they're doing about uh, roughly a, a thousand Model S's a week now, multiplied by 50 working weeks a year. That's 50K right there. And you mix, you know, you, if, you're, if you're mixing in a whole bunch of, you gotta clear that 10, 20,000 backlog of, of Model X, they should have no problem hitting that. Uh, so that's good news there. Here's, here's an interesting topic, hacking the Model S. Chrysler made news recently, you may have seen the story in Wired that uh, some, some hackers were invited to 
to uh, break into, virtually break into uh, Chrysler. A, uh, I believe it was a Jeep, might have been a Grand Cherokee if I remember correctly. And they completely just took over the car. They, they took over the, the entertainment system, were playing with the radio, the windshield wipers, and then they just shut the car off and made it pull to the side of the road. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a conference called DEF CON going on that's all about this. That's, it's about uh, security, in this case, uh, automotive security. And so a couple of researchers, it's the Lookout Security CTO, uh, Kevin Mahaffey, and Cloudfire head security researcher, Mark Rogers. They did successfully hack a Model S at the DEF CON conference by invitation. They were invited to do so by Tesla. And what they were able to do was to plant a Trojan that allowed them to shut off the Model S remotely. However, here's the catch. It took them two years and they needed physical access to the car. Uh, good luck with that in the real world because a Model S is extremely difficult to break into. I mean, even if you go through the glass, uh, you're not going to get the car anywhere. So, uh, and so what they did find though, by invitation, with this, with this hacking project. They found six vulnerabilities that they worked with Tesla and they reported them back to Tesla. And then uh, I'll give you a guess as to what, what you think happened next. Yes, that's correct. Tesla patched the vulnerabilities and pushed out an over-the-air update to all the cars to fix them. Done. Problem solved. It's not to say there won't be more challenges in the future, but uh, the Model S remains an incredibly secure car, particularly for being one that's always connected, and it's obviously Tesla's such a small company. But it's yet another example of why Tesla is ahead of the curve and will continue to stay ahead of the curve. One reason, I just I love this company and what they're doing for things like this. Chrysler, they I mean let's let's cut right to it. They got clowned by hackers. Clown. They got embarrassed. They had to recall. 1.4 million vehicles. It was like robbing a convenience store with a heavy automatic weapon. You've got to have the guts for it, but it's right there if you want to try it. Meanwhile, cracking the Tesla, that was like getting out of Alcatraz only to have the warden cover your escape routes with titanium plates after the getaway so nobody else can even have a prayer of getting to it. So. Uh, good to see Tesla taking security very, very seriously at the DEF CON convention. Uh, and that, that is just good news for all Model S owners. That, not that they weren't already sleeping well at night, but here's yet another, yet another reason of Tesla being Tesla, and I love it. Here's something that you need to see from the Tesla official Twitter feed at Tesla Motors. I'll put a, again, I'll put a link to it in the, uh, in the show description. It's a charger snake. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember back when Elon said, oh, we're gonna, we're working on something where your charging cable when you pull into your garage is gonna plug itself into the car so you don't even have to bother with that. And we all kind of went, sure, Elon, whatever, buddy, okay. But of course, we've all learned by now to never doubt or bet against Elon Musk. They have a prototype, it works, and it's creepy, but it's really cool. It's kind of creepy cool. Uh, check out the video, the quick video posted online. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a metal clad 
cable, charging cable, which sort of stands up like a like a like a viper in a <laughs> in a in a, a cobra snake rather, and then it sort of it seeks out. It's looking for the chart the charge port, which flips open, and then it sort of moves in, moves in, and click. So, and I've seen a lot of discussion on the Tesla Motors Club forum. Well, what, what good? They, they should be investing their time elsewhere. Well, number one, of course, they're investing their time into important things. But for me, like, again, I don't have a Model S. I am a super fan from the out who's, who's got, you know, the kid with his, uh, with his hands and face pressed up against the glass looking in. I think this could be super useful today. I mean, for me, I did get to live with the Model S for three days at a time with each of my two Model S reviews. And, you know, but of course, by the third day, I got good at pulling it into my very tight uh, San Francisco garage with street parking and all kinds of stuff. I had to just wiggle it right into my garage. And I, I've got a NEMA 1450 uh, 40 amp outlet installed in my garage right where, you know, right when you pull the car and you're right where the charger port is at the rear left taillight there on the, on the wall. And I would love this because, you know, with, a, with an ICE car... You just get out and you go inside and you say hello to your family and they say, how was your day today? And, but, you know, with a Tesla, yes, you do have to take that extra step of uh, if you've got a high-power wall charger, your, your cable is there. You just take it off the wall and plug it into the car. If you don't, like in my case, I don't since I don't own the car yet. I just have the, the, the NEMA 1450 outlet. You know, I open the, open the rear lift gate, take out the, the, uh, the charging cable plug it into the wall, then plug it into the Tesla. So yeah, it just takes, it's, it's of course painless and simple, but hey, I would love this today. I mean, think about, I'd pull into my garage, get out, walk inside, and then the, the Robo Snake just takes over, the <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Snake for you video game fans, literally Solid Snake. But then think about that and uh, couple that with the auto parking that's due to us here in the not, well, due to you Tesla owners in the not too distant future. I use us collectively. I'm sadly not one of you yet, but yeah, imagine, now imagine the car, you know, the, the self-parking feature. So, you know, you pull into your driveway, you get out of your car, you close the door, you go inside, and then the car parks itself and then the, the snake charger plugs itself in. And you don't have to do anything. And then when it's done, it can un, presumably unplug itself and dock the cable again. I mean, that, that's awesome. That is the sci-fi future. It is, it is, we're on the doorstep of it. And the model, I mean, in, one, in many ways, the Model S is that sci-fi future arrived today, but this is, it, this is gonna be awesome. I, I love that they're doing this. It's just, it's a lot of fun. All right, now for the Model 3 minute of the show. This is uh, probably my favorite part of the show, just because, again, I am, gunning for the Model 3. That is the Tesla I will be able to afford. That's the one I'm already saving for, already planning on. Uh, I'm going to try and get as close to the front of that line as I can because I just will want my car as soon as I can get it. But guess what? We've got our tease, our, possibly our first tease of what the Model 3 may look like. And again, I've included a link to uh, this image in the show description. So you can check that out if you have not already seen this picture. But you know, was it, I think it was, was it last quarter results? Uh, or maybe it was the P85D, uh, excuse me, the, the ludicrous reveal, I don't quite recall which, where Elon said that 
uh, they expect to have a Model 3 reveal event in around March of 2016. So, okay, so that, that's circled on my calendar in pencil, because again, Tesla time. But uh, this is very interesting. The first tease of what the Model 3 may look like has potentially just come to us, and from a very unlikely source, the Australian edition of 60 Minutes, which just did a piece on Elon, one shot from the show, which some eagle-eyed viewers uh, screen-capped and posted on the Tesla Motors, Motors Club, excuse me, Tesla Motors Club forum. One shot in the show uh, shows the Hawthorne Design Studio, where Franz does all of his work, and it shows a, it, the the photo shows a wide view of the space. And that space in the image, you can see the clay model of the Model X, which is where everybody is sort of gathered around and they're taking a look at that. But in the back you can see the James Bond Lotus submersible that Elon bought a few years ago. You'll remember that. You can see a clay model of a half and half car. It's, it's sort of, you can see there's a big hump in the middle of it. And it split, if you split the car uh, vertically, you know, down the, from the, the te- if you split the Tesla logo, the, you know, one side's the driver's side, one side's the passenger side. And uh, so it's a half and half clay model under a car cover. And then there's another car under a cover, which is a low, wide car that, to me, that some, some forum goers have speculated that this, this is also Model 3, but it is significantly wider than the half-and-half half model, and it really bears a resemblance to Model S. I agree with uh, his username, Greg RF on TMC, speculates that that may be a Model S refresh. You know, we've, we've been hearing a lot of rumors about a a Model S refresh design. It is seemingly about time for it, um, and there have been some rumblings about that. I think Greg is correct that the that the car that's uh, on the far right under the cover of the very wide, sleek car, that looks like an S, and I, I'll bet that is the refresh, probably a fascia refresh underneath that, maybe headlights as well. Of course, there's the, there's been uh, there was the prototype of purported to be next generation headlights that were sh- that were found down at the Hawthorne supercharging station a few months ago that appear to be LEDs it's like sort of a spider eye configuration a bunch of a bunch of these LEDs which who knows what they're going to be capable of so i wonder if that will be part of the model s refresh design but anyway back to the model 3 or at least the purported model 3 i do think this is probably it uh, as other forum users have pointed out the half-and-half half clay model of Model 3, was that's confirmed to be a thing. That's confirmed to exist by Tim Urban, who, if you haven't seen his fairly recent and absolutely fantastic piece that profiled Elon and Tesla on his website, waitbutwhy.com, uh, he's got kind of a two-parter. There's one about solar, and there's one about, about Elon and Tesla and why Tesla, he believes, is the future. It's, a, it's an epic piece. It, it, it will take you... If you were to sit down straight through, it's going to take you probably an hour to read through, but it's fantastic. But anyway, in, in that piece, you know, uh, Tim confirmed that he, they showed him a clay model of Model 3. Obviously, he was asked uh, or even perhaps asked to sign an NDA to not talk about the details of it. But he was he did confirm that he saw it and he said it was a half and half. That, uh, and so half of it is apparently the, the crossover, the, the small CUV. Uh, which we we know is coming on the Model 3 platform. Uh, JB has has confirmed that before. 
And then the other, that's the, it's, that's the, uh, the passenger side half is the CUV half. And then the driver's side half is a sedan. And, uh, you know, there, it's very difficult in the sort of grainy, far away screen capture. But you can definitely tell that it is, uh, the hood seems to be fairly long and really slope more to a point than the S or obviously the X does. Uh, so by just judging from this, it would appear that the Model 3 will have a decent size frunk for its size. Again, of course, the car is going to be uh, a bit smaller overall and certainly not as wide as the S is. Provided, of course, you don't opt for the dual motor version, as I plan to, you know, then who knows how big the frunk's going to be. But it's, it's tough to tell much else about it, but I do believe, as, as others on the forum do, I've, I am of the belief that this is a Model 3. Uh, clay model. I I don't understand how this. I mean, I, Tesla must have wanted, must have been okay with this out there as like an Easter egg tease for hardcore folks like like me, uh, and and probably everyone listening to this podcast because there's no way that's an accident. There's no way Tesla allows any filming in that room unless they're comfortable with with what might happen with my, what might get shown on television. And so, you know, the fact that there's, I mean, of course, I'm sure the covers were put on specifically for this Australian 60 Minutes piece, but I'm surprised that the Model 3 was, was left in the room and that it was not completely trucked away and, and hidden somewhere else in the building for this. So that, that tells me that Tesla wanted this out there. So uh, mark it down. The beginning of August here of 2015, may, we may look back on it as our first ever so slight glimpse at what the Model 3 looks like. Now, the good news for me, uh, you know, I I am very much, as many are a fan of Tesla because the cars look nice. You know, they don't, they're not weird mobiles. It's, there's, there's nothing leafy. There's nothing BMW i3e. There's nothing odd about uh, the, the Teslas. They are just beautiful cars that to the untrained eye, you'd think, oh, that's just a sleek sports car. That, regardless of whether it's electric or not, and so I like the fact that this—if this is our first tease of Model Three—that it does just appear to be a nice, sleek, slick sedan, probably very sporty looking, and it's—it's it, it's very obviously does not have any sort of weird mobile shape to it. There's no crazy Nissan Leaf-like bug eye sticking up out of the car cover or anything like that. So. Uh, yeah, I because I, I don't want a weird mobile, and Elon has said no weird mobiles, and so uh, it's, it's reassuring that this tease is a uh, it appears to be a just a nice car, which which is what I would expect from Franz and from Tesla. It's it's I would be shocked if we got anything strange. So um, I'm glad I'm just glad to see that that we've got a tease of Model Three, and it's uh, it didn't freak me out <laughs> in a bad way, like. The first time, because I'm buying this car regardless. Like, even if it is horrific, if it's the Pontiac Aztec of of the 21st century, I'm still buying it because it's gonna be, you know, the an affordable Tesla. And there's just I just don't have any interest in buying a gas-powered car, and Tesla is the only electric choice. So uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm glad that. Whatever it's going to be, I'm going to buy it. And I want that, the first time I see it, I want to go, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. And 
We've taken the first step towards that. So I like that. Finally this week, Tesla VP of Business Development. I'm going to mess his name up. I don't know it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Darmud O'Connell. O'Connell I definitely got. Uh, someone can feel free to correct me. It's D-I-A-R-M-U-I-D. I'm going to go with Darmud. Sort of, I'm probably slaughtering that. Mr. O'Connell, I do apologize. He was speaking at the uh, CAR, the Car Management Briefing Seminar, and he, uh, in, a, in a talk he gave there, he addressed Tesla's critics. He said, quote, there are competitors out there who are trying to characterize us as what we are right now at this snapshot in time with the products we have. They also did that in 2008 when all we had was the even more expensive Roadster. He went on to say, quote, it is not the vision of this company to produce a mass market $35,000 car by 2017. It is the plan. We have a business plan that we've been working on from the beginning, and it's more than what we are today. There is a massive disbelief hurdle at every stage of our development. We will never launch, uh, the, the, meaning he's referring to the doubters here. He said, we'll never launch a Roadster. We'll never launch the Model S. And every time, he says, we overcome the disbelief. Now, Mr. O'Connell is 100% right, of course. I think that the doubt and skepticism is born out of fear. Uh, rival automakers have been, I think they've been in denial uh, of what Tesla is doing and what they are going to do and what they are capable of. Because you've seen the rhetoric from other companies go from, oh, they'll fail, back before Model S, and, and they kind of had a point then because no other American car company had successfully gotten off the ground and stayed there in like half a century. Tucker failed. DeLorean failed. Uh, Bricklin, who's, granted Bricklin was Canadian, but, or at least the cars were built there, pardon me. Bricklin failed. And all these guys failed, uh, but Tesla, of course, did not. So, all right, so that's justified. But then, it, then, the, then the rhetoric from the, from the rival car companies went to, Oh, they're, they're just a niche company, whatever. They're just a, they're just a, a, a pimple on my back. No, no need to worry about them. To, 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 now it's been starting to come up on, as, uh, as the Model S has started to absolutely just eat the lunch of the likes of the Porsche Panamera and the, you know, the Audi uh, 8 Series and the BMW 7 Series, particularly at the Panamera. I, I never see Panameras anymore around the Bay Area. And there, believe me, there's a lot of money around the Bay Area. I see probably, on average, four to six Model S's a day, and my commute is very short. Uh, I do not see Panameras anymore, because why would you buy a Panamera? It seats four. It's, it can be upwards of 50-plus percent more money than the Tesla. It's woefully inefficient in comparison. And the cargo space is, is, is uh, just barely there compared to a Model S, which has you know, the capacity of a minivan. So it's no surprise that Model S has been eating the lunch of the likes of the Panamera. And guess what? The X is going to do the same to the Cayenne <laughs> and to the X5 and to the, to the Land Rover. I mean, it's, it's all coming. These guys have their head in the sand. But... Um, now, but yeah, they still have, they have their head in the sand, but at the same time, there is sort of this undercurrent uh, from rival car makers of, crap, we should probably try to stop these guys. Uh, quick, throw some money at the not a lobbyists. 
and and then it's and then they're more or less a lot of them if they're they they maybe throw some money at the lobbyists to try and prevent Tesla sales in certain states, which you know Tesla continues to beat those challenges one by one. But you know some of these car makers are kind of doing the la 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 la. You're not here. I don't see you. If I don't see you, you must not exist. But it is going to be, as I said, I mean the X is going to come in and take away market from a bunch of these premium SUVs. It's going to be a laugh riot, a laugh riot for Tesla enthusiasts when uh, the Model Three comes out, because that's <laughs> that's when that's when the other car companies are going to be like, oh God. Oh, we we should we saw it coming, but we did nothing, and now Tesla has a nationwide supercharger network, and we have nothing, and they have a gigafactory. Oh God, what have we done? And they'll be forced to catch up. But um, yeah, I just thought those. I thought it was very cool of Mr. O'Connell to address kind of the same thing that I've been thinking about for a long time of of how these rival car makers just they just they're they have their hands over their, their eyes and their hands <laughs> over their ears, just, no, 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 this isn't happening. Tesla's not real, not a thing. So that is that for this week's Tesla news. I'll be right back. We'll finish up with a few plugs and then I'll get on out of here. Allow me to give a couple plugs before I go. I again, I welcome your feedback, your show ideas. The email address for the show is teslapodcast at gmail.com. I uh, will check that on a regular basis. If you want to follow me, chat with me directly, the best place to do that is on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Yes, that stands for DeLorean Motor Company underscore Ryan. Again, I, I explained my, my, my sort of Tesla origin story. On episode one of uh, my, the DeLorean was my dream car, and I was lucky enough to achieve that dream, have that dream come true, and I had a DeLorean for uh, over 12 years, and I hope to one day get another one here. But uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And hey, if you're an avid video game player or you follow sort of geek culture, which is of course you know movies, TV, uh, you know hey geek geek culture is mainstream culture now. Comic book movies are everywhere. Uh, you know, all these great TV, these great sort of uh, Marvel DC TV shows, all this fun stuff. We cover that each and every day at my day job, IGN.com. Doesn't stand for anything. It used to. It won, Once upon a time it did. But probably the best fictional thing it stands for is Internet Games Network. But it technically doesn't stand for anything. You can follow me over there. Uh, I, I head up uh, all of IGN's pr- game preview coverage. You'll catch me doing game reviews as well, as well as my Xbox podcast, which is Podcast Unlocked. I want to also mention, I have a, a little t-shirt line, a little thing I do on the side. It's called Nerd Styles, and my, my dumb little tagline is, Fashion for the Rest of Us. It is, uh, it's video game and geek-inspired t-shirts, uh, and one coffee mug as well we've got up there. So there's some, there's some fun game design, sort of video game, and sort of just... Just fun little designs. There's one with uh, some toast, staring at a toaster saying, you want a piece of me? There's, uh, that's, that's one of my favorites. There's the, uh, the most popular shirt, the Coexist shirt, which is a, a, uh, an anthropomorphic Xbox controller and an anthropomorphic PlayStation controller high-fiving with the word Coexist on there. But yeah, nerdstyles.com 
if you want to check out. I've got uh, 10 shirt designs up there now, plus the mug. So do take a look at that if you're curious, if you're in the market for a fun t-shirt. Also, I want to give a quick plug to a fellow Tesla uh, Motors Club member, Dave T. His weekly Tesla newsletter is fantastic. It does a great job of rounding up the week's Tesla news, and it helps me plan the show a little bit. I used it this week to help, uh, to help make sure I'd covered off on all the right topics for the show. You can subscribe to that absolutely for free at teslaweekly.com. So check that out. Again, my name is Ryan McCaffrey. This is a passion project for me, just a fun thing on the side. I'm going to be aiming for new shows every Sunday to publish those. Uh, I hope you're enjoying these first couple episodes. I plan to yeah, I plan to keep this going for the future. Again, there's, it, there, I was thinking about it today while I was walking my dog that if I had, sh I could have started this show if I'd thought about it. I wish I'd started it two and a half years ago when the S first came out because there's been enough Tesla news on a regular basis that I totally could have been doing a weekly Tesla show for the last couple years. So uh, I'm really happy to be doing this. I'm excited to be doing this. It's a fun side project for me. It just gives me a, a fun outlet. I love radio and I love uh, podcasting. It's just a, it's a fun itch for me to scratch. And of course, I love Tesla so much. I'm just such a big fan of everything they're doing and the way that they're doing it. It's, it's just, uh, uh, there's again, I went over all that on episode one. So if this is your first show, I'd love it if you go back, check out the first one see what that was all about. But I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you'll subscribe. Uh, you can his visit the RSS feed if you'd like to subscribe there. It's teslapodcast.libsyn.com slash RSS. And Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N. That's my podcast hosting service. And you can just find it. If you just search Tesla in the iTunes store, it'll be the first the first podcast that comes up. So be sure to grab it there. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. And I will be back once again next week. Happy motoring.